So get it together and dive into his froth of far-out foam. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figure. The Empire Strikes Back turns with Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on oldest toys. From bubble bath to belt buckles. From 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, Star Wars collection. We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive with informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Sensico. The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne. Steven Chewbacca. 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 And Steven B. Deadly. It's part two of our Celebration 6 coverage, where Sky and Steve talk about the archive party and Sky's haircut. The sound quality is a bit rough, and most of the room cell audio is lost, but it's a great show with a market watch from the show floor, Jawa proof talk with Jason, Andy talks about discovering and buying on the same day, and Steve unveils a new nugget from his very own collection, and even lets us know his real middle name. To pronounce it correctly, I would have to pull out your tongue. Wampa Wampa, we're back, Steve. Yes, we are. Still alive. Still alive, barely hanging on. We're in the uh, somewhat desolate social area. Social area. <laughs> it's social. I mean, we can literally have like a 20-minute conversation with everybody in the audience and still have 10 minutes left. I think so. It's very social. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's fun. This is like the, the second half. So when did we first record, Steve? I can't even remember. That was uh, Thursday afternoon. Right, Thursday afternoon. So basically nothing had happened. Not yet. And then everything happened. <laughs> and then now we're having this episode. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, uh, well, it's the second half, right? So we're yeah. going to put in all that cool, uh, you know, the room sales, all the crazy Java proofs and stuff, yep. which we might talk to Jason about later. He's willing to. He's in the audience. Hi, this is uh, Sky. Just going to jump in here already. Uh, yeah, so it turns out uh, something went wrong with the recording thing during the room sales. So we hardly got any of the audio we thought we were recording. I'll put it on at the end, right before feedback. But uh, if you're wondering where that went, well, so so are we. My theory is that the Star Tots are uh, are magnetic and that they erased my iPod. Uh, so, yeah, that's my theory. So, uh, let's get back to the show. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, and then now we're here. I, I kind of had a late night, Steve. You had a very late night. I, I, I mean, I'm known for my temperance and my restraint in general, but uh, when, when our friend Ollie from France brought you that pastiche... Yep, we figured we had to crack it open last night. That was a little... Uh, that's, a, that's a troublesome drink for me. So yeah. I wound up, like, uh, asking all these 501 troopers, like, what, what do you guys talk about? <laughs> and <laughs> that's an interesting answer, though. Yeah. <laughs> the best answer we got is this one guy goes, it's just about the wars. It's all about the wars, <laughs> man. And I, I like that answer, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so that's been everything. So we're just going to cover all that now. Hopefully we're going to have some guests and people showing up and, and talking. If not, we'll just turn the microphone on our, uh, our parsimonious audience. Yes. Here. <laughs> but Steve, where should we start? Because I'm, uh, I'm not hungover, I'm just tired. And hungover. I'd, say, I'd say the big uh, thing that happened Thursday for us was the archive party. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> no, I was pretending like that was someone from the audience. Yeah, that's yeah, actually just me. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, yeah, Steve, the archive party happened, and it was, I mean, I had expectations. Most yep. of them were bad, because <laughs> uh, I've, I've been pessimistic hard. But it definitely went beyond, even if I had good expectations, it I mean, went beyond those. Even though we, we lost a, a ceiling panel at one point, uh, we it, didn't have change for any of the games. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things that uh, definitely had me running around like a headless chicken. But, yeah, but, I, like, like before the show would start, I would just start like uh, like doing these laps. I, yep. mean, I, I would I would start at the podium and then I would walk around like three tables and, and then walk back to the podium. We'd run into each other. Run into each other. Like, What's going on? on? <laughs> I'd like pick up a, a sharpie and then I'd put it down and then walk around and pick it up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think I've been that nervous for anything like since uh, I had to defend my thesis. 
No, that, that's, that's, see, that's, that's a big kill. For me, it was like uh, running the old haunted houses we used to do. You were, by the end, you were completely tired, but you knew you made a lot of people happy. So. Yeah. And so, so the crazy thing about the, about the parties, first of all, how much money did we raise for the manatee? Uh, overall, or are we going first? Uh, overall. Overall, $3,000. To be raised to... That, that, that's the actual audience, except for that. So we raised $2,000 for the manatee. Yep. Uh, I even had, I forget his name, I think it was Campbell. From, yeah, it was Campbell. From, uh, from, he's from the Orlando area. Okay. And he said, you know, we really appreciate that you actually are supporting a local charity. So we, uh, it, really it couldn't have worked out better in that, in that sense. And uh, it was a really great party. He had, like, he had a name tag, which was helpful. Oh, good. I had this idea, Steve, for a new society. Okay. Okay, that's a bad way to start a sentence. We're going on a, on a tangent here, guys. A lot of historical things have ended that way. But, but what if it was that the only polite thing to do when you meet somebody is say your name as you leave? Mm. So normally you have to do that thing like, you know, business guys do where right. they shake your hand and they say, you know, and then as they leave, they say, thank you so much for talking to me, Sky. And it feels a little bit awkward. Right, what right. if the way you said goodbye was like, you know, I'm Sky, how's it going? Nice to meet you, Steve. Anyways, I'm going to catch you later, Sky. <laughs> so like a sign off. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Yeah, it could work at least. Because I'm terrible with like remembering names. If I had that little reminder every time I ended a conversation. And I'm not good with remembering names. And I'm hanging out with Tommy. He's the worst I am. So, <laughs> anyways, but Campbell had a Campbell had a, a name tag, so that's why I remember it. Good deal. So looping around. Yes. Getting back on. We we got we got an hour here. We're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. The more diversions I have, the better. Steve. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the best thing was the, the amount of money raised at the party itself. Yeah, so we, we took in cash. Now, most people didn't think that we could charge money to play the ridiculous games that we came up with. Yep. So we had the Rocket Firing Boba Fett, uh, which was manned by... Uh, Sean Kemple. Sean Kemple, and it was designed by John Peck. Yep. And uh, you'd like shoot a repro rocket firing Fett, you'd shoot the little rocket into a Sarlacc pit. Uh, or, as I saw photo evidence of, you tried to take out the, uh, the B-Wing pilot and skip guard. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So. There's also a B-Wing pilot and skip guard. When I played it, I just went for that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous of how you steal the limelight from me. <laughs> but uh, then there was the, uh, the headman, yeah. hitting the shield on the headman. That went over really well. It went over well, but only because of Yehuda. Yeah, Yehuda really took the, uh, the carny role and just ran with it. He loved it. I, you know, like, Yehuda's the kind of name where you think it means something in, in another language? Right. And I think it means, like, the carnival barker in some other language, <laughs> because he was unbelievable. Yeah, no, he did really great. And then the piñata, which yeah. we, had, we had Will Grief on, and he, he was jam-packed. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I those cool bootlegs donated by, I think, a couple of people here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Mexican Chewy and Randy yep. donated and everything, and so it was. People really got a got a kick out of that. Yeah, every every couple minutes there'd just be a big rush of oohs and ahs from that end of the room. I'm like, yeah. What's going on over there? I hope no one's hurt. Yeah, I feel like I, I, feel like I saw nothing. And then, <laughs> and then finally, we raised money uh, through raffles. Right. And so, so you have to imagine me. I had to take a whole afternoon of the convention off just to do bookkeeping to figure out how yep. I have to pay the caterers and how I have to. What money goes to the manatee and all that stuff. And so I was counting the cash from all these games. And as I counted it up, I counted $700 and I put it to the side. I was pretty happy. And then I counted up the rest of the kind of bigger bills and I wound up being another 400 And then I started counting the ones. And I got to 38 And if you're doing the math at home, maybe you figured this out. I didn't figure it out at this point. So I was like, all right, that's 700 plus 400 I thought for a second. It's 1100 And that's $38. $1,138 precisely. Uh, yeah, when you called me, I, it took me a second. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, it's just one of those, one of those crazy things. Yeah, so yeah. It's very fortuitous. The main question that we were asked was, are you guys going to do this again? And uh, I think I the answer, so. I think yeah. the answer is yes. And now that we've shown that we can do it, it should be easier to do again next time. I think so. Get more help. And uh, it's, it was just amazing. I mean, the sponsors, the, the, these coins... Yeah. I'm holding one right now for those of you that aren't the six people in front of us. Oh, seven. Yeah, how's it going? Hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, they just came out so well on the card backs. You know, it's uh, joy beyond my uh, wildest imagination. <laughs> and, but of course, the, the party ended most raucously. The very beginning yeah. of this whole thing. The first time, I think, if, for those of you who go back and listen to our shows uh, from the beginning... Please, like, send us an email the first time we talked about the party. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the first thing we said was C-3PO's eating content. That's right. Yeah, that was the thing that started it all. 
And uh, it, was just, it was a terrible idea then. It's a terrible <laughs> idea now, but it wound up being quite the, amazing. The hit of the, of the night. Yeah. The hit of the night. Uh, I, I, I made the sign-up sheet. I'll hopefully include a scan of that in the show notes. Yep, yeah, you kept that. Yeah, oh, good. Oh, yeah good. I kept that. And I wrote your name in for you. Yes, I, for, for the like, first hour or so, I was the only one on the list. I thought it was just going to be a, a sacrifice in front of the masses, <laughs> which I was happy to do, uh, but luckily we got uh, a few other people to sign up. Yeah, I, I had the sandwich of me, like, carrying his body out of the party, like, uh, <laughs> like, like when Batman carries out Robin when he's dead. <laughs> right? right, remember that image? You know, like, you killed my boy! <laughs> so, so, he was the only one signed up. Hey, we got more, we got more yeah, people. Yeah, we got more people in. All right. Awesome. <laughs> And uh, so, so we, we had like five people in the end signed up. Yep. And the crazy thing was, Steve, they were all somehow related to me. Yes. You so had a stake in all of us. I had a stake. I wanted every one of you to win. There was you, you know, my co-host. There was Tommy and Jeff Carell, yep. who were my roommates. Roommates. Trevor, the tweeter duder. And then there was Brad P., who was my fellow Chewbacca collector. Yep. So I couldn't quite tell. And the only way we got these other people to go in was we added this extra prize, which was the C-3PO stand. Yeah, now that, that, that's a good incentive. Yep, that made the incentive. It was funny because Gus and I were trying to figure out, what, what's the prize going to be? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The stand is standing right behind me. I'm like, I guess we could give them another shirt, but again, shirts from something else. It has to be yeah. something really special, you know, like, like my hand on the standee while talking about it. Like 20 minutes later, that's what we decided. Yep. Uh, thanks to Andy from the Toy Cave. Uh, good deal. Giving us a very good deal on that. Oh, right, right on. Okay, and so, Steve, tell them uh, how much you won. <laughs> I won nothing. <laughs> you, Except, you, uh, you did not win the contest. I was way too civilized eating my cereal. <laughs> I looked over and Jeff Carell was literally throwing the cereal in his face. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I think I, I'm going to bow out. I'll keep eating. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and I couldn't even watch it. I was cheering for people next to me <laughs> as I was eating. <laughs> Oh, um, it was awesome. Silent but magnanimous. Right. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I couldn't watch because I was like fairly certain there was going to be some kind of like alien thing, someone like grabbing their stomach and convulsing, you know, foam coming out. I, I will admit like maybe an hour afterward I did get a bit of a pain in my stomach. And I think it was probably because that's all I had eaten all day was the three POs and then, you know, drank some beer and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. But so, it, it all worked out. I'm, I'm alive, I'm here, So and so is everyone else. Yep, so I'd say it worked out. I think that's the... The beginning of a new tradition. Yes. Just don't put me in charge of uh, so much <laughs> next time because uh, I should be in charge of a couple things, but like sending out passes, that's a bad one. <laughs> but I only had three mess ups. Uh, it's not so bad. Not, not too bad. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, so, so what's next on the, on the docket? Wait, is there anything that we, that we forgot about the party that the audience wants to say yeah. about the party? Yeah, yeah, we mentioned the piano, though we did not mention the, the, the panel breaking. Someone right, hit right. it with such force, with such wild passion, <laughs> that it jumped up and broke down one of the, the roof panels. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we were afraid we were going to do it. But, but Steve actually already brought up the next picture. Yes. Which was the next thing that I did, which is the second most nervous I've been since my <laughs> thesis. You, you were definitely shaking a bit. So, uh, for those of you who can't see the picture on the, on the podcast here, uh, I had this idea, you know, a couple of years ago I did that video where I donated my hair to Locks of Love. And I thought, well, I'm a Chewbacca collector, and wouldn't that be funny to, like, show all my stuff and say, oh, I'm so kooky, and I kind of hand it up for the camera. And I thought, it'd be a good charity, you know, I have a pretty good family friend whose kid got cancer. I just, you know, what can you do but anything? And so that was my, my minimal thing that I did. And it got some good response, it was on the official Star Wars blog. My hair was getting long again, and my wife was like, you know, you, you got to trim it, it's all dead at the ends. I guess it's all hair dead, but anyways. <laughs> and, uh, and so I thought about it, and then I always have to make it a big deal when I get a haircut. So uh, I started emailing Angie Mayhew, who's Peter Mayhew's wife, um, and I know that they, they have a bunch of foundations, and they right. do things for lots of charities, and I thought, what would be a better way of publicizing a haircut than having Chewbacca himself cut your hair? No. And so I emailed him once and didn't get a response, and again, and didn't get anything. And then about a week before celebration, I got a response from Angie May, saying, Peter would love to do it, you know, come by and meet. And so the second that happened, I was so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I, I was so nervous because if it didn't happen, it would have been one of the most disappointing moments of my life, you know? Yeah. Because I don't know if it was a dream, but once I had the idea, it became, it was like I had always wanted to do that, yeah. you know? So he said he would. 
How would you describe the events, Steve? I heard I was like in a fugue. State. I think yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> you can actually recall this much. Yeah. So I see the picture Steve put up, and I don't remember looking that uncomfortable. I, I thought I was having a great time. I thought I was smiling. I was you, you, were, you were smiling even when your hair was really getting pulled and, and yeah. it looked very painful, but you yeah. kept a smile on your face the whole time. Yeah, I tried my best. Well, the cool thing is Brian Stillman, yeah. uh, the guy, and his uh, assistant Carl Tate. Uh, I have to mention him because yep. he, he helps out a, a ton. Yes. They're making a Plastic Galaxy movie. Right. And so I thought, well, he's got a good camera. Why doesn't he film it? So the video won't come out for a while because he has all this HD and I'm all mic'd up and it's all professional. Um, so, but It looked like it was going to turn out great just from what I was seeing. So. Yeah, so it's going to be better than this little picture that you see here. But I, I do love this. I, had to, I was in charge of holding the light for Brian's camera. So right before that, I just snapped this one picture. And it, to me, it looks like a painting of some kind. <laughs> It's, it's, it really does. <laughs> it looks like I'm like being baptized or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's some kind of ceremony <laughs> going on. I'm not sure, but uh, it was a good call going with the, the Death Star set. Yeah, it wound up being a Death Star set because uh, it was for another charity event. And the only thing is, see, I learned something about cutting hair. You want to use hair cutting scissors. It turns out there are scissors made for hair cutting. <laughs> that aren't the same scissors you've been using to cut up uh, stickers all day. <laughs> so poor Mr. Mayhew. I was working on my, he was like yanking my hair, he was like, these scissors are good for nothing. I just, they were just, I felt so bad, you know, because yeah. he's, he's not that comfortable, you know, being in front of all these lights and all these pictures, and he's got these huge hands and these tiny, uh, these tiny, tiny scissors. scissors. Yeah. His wife wound up helping, his assistant wound up helping, but at the end of the day, Steve, I got my hair cut. You did. By Chewbacca. Chewbacca. So that was uh, that was fun because I got to go up to the other Chewbacca collectors and say, "Look, you want to buy this? this Hand <laughs> cut hair by yeah. Chewbacca." Yep, that was, it was pretty awesome yeah. to see it happen. None like it. So that that was uh, those were like the two those are two of the more exciting things that have happened in the last couple of probably since the birth of my daughter. Uh, oh, and even that was like easier to anticipate what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this this was definitely a an up in the air kind of thing, but yeah, it worked. There's been a ton of news, Steve, huh? Yes. Um, well, I figured what we could do next is uh, maybe show a couple of favorite things that we've picked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a really... You've picked up a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and this isn't just to say about us, right? Hopefully no. we're going to be able to turn the mic around here, yeah. and ask you guys if we have time. Um, but it's more just... We did this at C5, too. Just like, what is a typical convention for two vintage collectors of reasonable means... Right? Not like, whoa, and not like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, uh, between the two woes. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I may have lost my way in the words, Steve. <laughs> uh, now, this, this picture, uh, you'll see, we'll put it on the, on the show, but uh, this guy picked up these really great French masks. And uh, this, I'm going to call it uh, Mount Jumor, I guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, so if you get if you get, use the unenhanced version or whatever, uh, Todd Chamberlain from the Toy Chamber, uh, toychamber.com, or is it that toychamber.com? Anybody? I think it's just toychamber.com. Chamber, right? Yeah. Uh, he every once in a while he has everything. He's the guy you always got to go there first because he has the craziest. If you're a focus collector, especially, you got to go to him because he'll just find stuff you've never heard of or ever seen. Yep. So he was like, "Oh, guy, I got some masks. If you're interested." And I'd never seen them before, never, never heard of them. And uh, there's two French ones from the Star Wars era, and one Mexican from uh, Empire Strikes Back. And that's a really pale one. Okay, that's I, the I like him middle. because it really looks like those are pupils. Like, <laughs> he really excited. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you know? <laughs> uh, so that those are just great because eventually when I get more space, I'll be able to display all the masks. I mean, they're so different. They're all, they're all licensed. You know, they're all licensed by different... Uh, Official uh, makers of toys. Yeah, well, they, they, they turned out good, and yep. the pictures were great. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, I guess this kind of ties into another event that happened on Friday. There was the uh, first swap meet. Yeah, um, there's a swap meet right here in this room. What did you think of this, Steve, honestly? It was, I mean, obviously very popular. There's a ton of people in here. Yep. But, uh, it was, it's, it's interesting because it was supposed to kind of combine with the collector social, which is more of a relaxed hangout, kind of, hey, how are you? I'm so-and-so. Right. What do you collect? And then there was just the madness of a room sale all combined into one thing. Right. So you had a bunch of collectors that I, I'd never met before or seen before with right. a bunch of stuff, and then you'd see someone here or there you might know, and 
It was just, it was kind of chaotic, but uh, I mean, at least it drew people in. That's all I can say. Yeah, like it's called, a, it was like called a swap meet. That was right. called like a, I don't know, like a, a, tr a trade meet. Like, yeah. like they traded the sort of intimacy and conversation for more people and more inclusion. So, right. yeah, I would say like, in a lot of ways, like our party wound up being the social. The social, yeah. You had to pay for it, but not much considering what you got. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that was our fault for pricing. No, we priced it just right, Steve, because we sold out exactly 200 tickets. Yep. Uh, we wound up allowing more people. But uh, while we were walking through the con, you know, Steve's the great B-Wing pilot collector. <laughs> he hates it when I say this, but he's, of course, the number one B-Wing pilot collector uh, uh, on planet Earth. <laughs> no, no even competition. You know what I'm saying? Probably not. It's like you're the number one Stephen B. Danley in your house. You know what I mean? Like, that's how much you're the number one demon collector. But Hamilton came out with these plates. You know, like when you watch TV and they're like, we're proud to present to you these limited edition plates. They're guaranteed to be worth $3,000 in five years. Like on the Home Shopping Network. Yeah, Home Shopping stuff, Network. Yeah. And so there's one that's just the B-Wing. Yep. And, and so we saw it at the, at the uh, what do we call it? There's a couple different monikers. But. Yeah. There's a seller who we call the cat lady, the crow lady, the crazy lady. And, and the pterodactyl. And the pterodactyl. But she had these plates for sale. And, uh, and, and see, what did you say about it? Well, I, uh, I saw that they were $25, but they had the, the image from the viewing pilot card art, which, which I have. So, and, and so I saw that. It's the exact same image. And uh, I was tempted. And uh, I saw they were made in 1995. And that they had a lot of numbers on them, like it was number one nine four one of however right, many, like twenty thousand, yeah, something like that. And uh, I ended up, I ended up passing in the dealer hall. Yep, much to my chagrin. I yeah, you, you were not happy. <laughs> like as a Chewbacca collector, I'm exhausted by all the stuff that's out there. Yeah, Steve sees yeah. one thing. He's like, eh, it's exactly what I collect, but. Eh. <laughs> so at the swap meet, uh, there's a lady who had all these, all these out there. And uh, actually, Jared uh, helped me talk her down because I, oh. I felt bad, like trying to talk someone down. So yeah, he found it. And okay, he was texting you. I'm like, wait, wait, Jared, wait. And so we, we went, and he was able to get her down to ten dollars. Awesome. And her response was great. She's like, the the the, the B wing. <laughs> no one ever asks for the B wing. <laughs> so More I think than we, me. I think we could have got it for five. You know, maybe like her giving us five dollars. Right, but. Uh, so that, that was a, a very meaningful gift. Yeah. See, you are about to eat off, aren't you? I, I, if that's cool with you, I think you have, your, you have your emperor mug. I might have to eat snacks off the viewing plate. That's <laughs> it. I mean, that's that's part of what the party was about. What I'd like it to be in the future too is really having fun using vintage. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Because it's only worth what it's worth, yeah. and if it's worth more to you to use it, then why not destroy its value to have it actually <laughs> be of use? You know. Who knows? Maybe that this will actually increase. Audience, was that just too sky dribble, or was that cohesive? Brock? Ooh, oh, good call, Tommy. He just mentioned that we have lead paint on this thing. I'll, I'll wrap it in plastic, and then I'll then we're right. <laughs> Or you can laminate it. Oh, yeah, I can laminate it. That would work too. But uh, I guess uh, anything else before we hit the hit the market? No, sounds good. I think uh, so. One dollar flicks. Market watch. The market watch is going to be in two. We're going to sort of let you do the work for the normal market watch. Right. Um, our amazing market watchers, fantastic uh, Pete. Yep. Uh, that's his official nickname. Fantastic. Yeah, it was his original that, uh, frat name back in the day. Right. He's called Fantastic and Brisbane, Brisbane Michael. Which I love that he actually called himself on the blog. That's his name. He, that, that's his name. He calls himself Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane, Brisbane. Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, luckily now they, they've made a, a dual market watch with two columns for the general stuff and right. the figure of the month looks great. Um, and so you can go there and you can see what's happened in the last month. But we're going to have a, a different kind of market watch because we're actually at the convention. Right. And so on Thursday I said to Steve, let's just keep our eyes out. Let's just pretend that, that we're a vintage collector who has a thousand dollars. Okay, so say you don't buy a nice TV, right? Say, <laughs> say you just decided that you love our figure of the week more than anything. Anything. The Death Star droid. Yes. Even though Steve doesn't like it. <laughs> 
We all know. We're, we're, we're tastemakers, Steve. That's so, right. I mean, every time you do an episode, you tend to really love the figure by the end. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you had a thousand dollars, just say for instance, what could you walk out of from celebrations without haggling, without trades, without people thinking you're cool and giving you a good deal, which does happen if you're cool. <laughs> happens more for Steve than it does for me. Uh, so this is what we wound up finding. On, on the on the floor. And so Steve, yeah. cool. did you take? You have all the pictures with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are. Yeah, I have. What have you been up to, man? You've been working. I'm hey. working today. I'm working today. That's nice. why I didn't get here till one o'clock. So. Uh, but yeah, because uh, today I'm I'm the MC of the collecting track, so I had to run off and do this. So I've been telling people to have their babies shut up. <laughs> That's basically been my job for That's all. Sad. That's sad. You think you would not to say it, but you know. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, so what, 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 can, what did we find just on the, on the dealer floor? On the, on the dealer floor. Okay, so at one booth we had a couple of carded Death Stroking Waves. There was this 21 back uh, Star Wars Oculus that was uh, uh, marked at 275. And then in the same booth there was a Jedi 48 back with a numb offer uh, with, that was 60 bucks. And I get the sense that from how we were talking, we probably could have got the, the Death Star Droid for easily 50. Probably. And maybe could have got the, the, the Ophelous down. But the, it's, a, it's a pretty nice looking 21 back. Yeah. Uh, as far as like a Star Wars card, not too much. Nice, clean figure. Yeah, and, uh, and what's great is for comparison, Michael did actually find a, uh, a, the same figure online that sold. Um, and that one sold for, let's see, it's a 21 back Ophelous. That one sold for 192 so it's a little bit less uh, on, on eBay. But, uh, right. Yeah, so there's your comparison. A lot less. Huh? Yeah, a lot less. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we got a couple more things like that. Um, this was uh, oh yeah, another eBay one that was a U90 for 210, yet here at the convention there was one with a nice advertisement with an arrow AFA graded <laughs> U85 that was for 100. So I guess that's a big jump for the, the five points there. But, but this is something in you guys know more about AFA than, than we do. That's cool, but like, I believe Death Star Droid is the hardest figure to find right. in good condition because of the, the black paint, the, the black and metallic paint. Yeah. So I think that the from what I know, it's really hard to get Death Star Droids on beater cards because so many people want the AFA U90. That that's right, sort right. of the one of the holy grails of the U grader collectors. Yeah, because you just can't find it in good condition. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's funny, funny actually. I, I meant to mention this, Michael. Uh, made a note that for the one that he found, the seller actually mentioned in the auction, please consider this piece instead of buying a carded figure to open. <laughs> he was like, really? a, a really switch, it was a total switch over. It's like, for any of you collectors, consider this and save a carded figure. Yeah, but he already... He already <laughs> see, I don't know if it's him trying to redeem himself or just trying to get people to buy his figure. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, that, that's pretty great. <laughs> it was interesting yeah. to read that in, in the auction, but... Uh, Anyway, um, it would be like if you had like ads at McDonald's, you know, like, <laughs> as you leave, saying like, "Make a healthy choice next time. Yes. Eat somewhere yeah. else." Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple other things that were at the dealer hall. We don't have pictures of them yet, but uh, there was we got a twenty back Palatoy card back that was uh, for twenty bucks. So that's pretty sweet. Like, it's really rare to find Palatoy card backs. It's in good condition, and uh, it was funny because. I was asking the guy who was selling it, it was Graham, I think. Yeah, it's Graham. Okay. And like, I had to keep telling him, like, I really don't want to buy it. Pretend like you have no idea who I am and just what's your price. But I think he thought, like, so he's really trying okay. to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny thing, like, how much is that thing I'm not going to buy? Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and also there was a, I don't want to picture this, there's a 21B AFA 85 for 650 And that was, yeah, I don't know that I hadn't sold. It was just uh, in a display case. Right. Um, yeah, that was over at uh, Jordan's booth. Yeah, that's right. right. That was at Jordan's booth. Um, so he tends to sell at a slight premium because he has a lot higher, uh, higher graded stuff. Right. And he has a lot of people who don't mind spending that kind of money. True. Um, which helps. And then we also have the Star Tot, which I think at this point is still priceless. <laughs> has, has, anyone had, has that one come out yet? The Star, or the Death Star Joint Star Tot? No. Right now. Really? Awesome. What if that was intentional? It could be. <laughs> Does anyone know? Has any have any sold on eBay yet? Do we know what the start pots are going for as of Saturday? Twenty-five to thirty. Twenty-five to thirty a piece. And two wow. as high as forty-five. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, and that's before it can actually exist. Right, right. right. Well, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. All right, so we we, uh, we found out they're about thirty dollars. Um, let's see. So as far as other stuff. Um, <laughs> 
Sean, uh, who made these great It's Not For Sale Francis pins. We actually have a couple extra here. Uh, yep. If anyone's interested, we have one. I've, it's one of the most exciting pins that I've seen. It's just like, it's in the Kenner font. It's that excellent moment that uh, I think we've all had. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. We happen to, I don't know if we should do trivia. <laughs> okay, what is Steve's real middle name? Um, <laughs> Brock, do you even know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's like pure to food again. It's close, man. You're, you're on the right track. What, what is it? Brighty. Brighty. <laughs> so I get you got a pen, Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, these these there are so many great giveaway pins, and uh, these the fact that we inspired a pen that's. Uh, yeah, I guess I you know, just remind me. We don't have a picture of it, but there was another inspired pen from Johan about the uh, the Asian. Uh, yeah. Security card. <laughs> yeah, do I have that here? Yeah, we'll have to post a picture of that. Yeah. He made those very, very limitedly, and I can't even see. I got some covered. Oh, yeah, here it is. You got it? Yep. So he, he made a, a white Bespin guard, <laughs> uh, but he knew that we were going to complain about calling it the white Bespin guard. Yep. yep. So he calls it a C6 KISS ASSIAN guard, <laughs> and it reads Bespin guards always listen to Sky and Steve's great SWCA podcast, The Kivecast. Wampa Wampa. <laughs> and then they, they uh, he made fun of the way I pronounce yeah. uh, three crowns in German. Tre <laughs> Kruna. <laughs> so we, we've been having fun with the folks from uh, from Sweden. Yes, they they are an interesting bunch. Yep, and they make lots of cool stuff. Yeah, so a ton of it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just as a reminder, we do have a few more of the the collector coins. Um, uh, I guess we could do an unloved item of the month. The unloved and the unnatural. The unloved and the unnatural. We'll get a picture of this later. But oh, but before we do, Steve, oh, yeah. let's talk about uh, one thing. Is that someone was talking to us. Uh, we had like a big dinner last night at this Cuban restaurant. There's what, 60 people? Something at least like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Some good desserts. Food was good. The steak was a little rubbery. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, and the food was good. I said, let's take a little bit anyways. But uh, someone was, was talking about, you know, where does, where does Space Freaks come from? Right. And, and I realized this is probably the first unloved item. It was before we actually named it. Actually that. had that, yeah. And in case you haven't listened to the first five episodes in a while, it comes from uh, this amazing uh, bubble bath that Duncan Jenkins discovered from England. And it has text that was clearly written by somebody who just... Just was having fun. So I just, every once in a while, we need to do another dramatic recreation of the back of the bubble bath. <clears throat> C3PO thinks that anyone who doesn't luxuriate in his galactic bubbles is a space freak. So get it together and dive into his froth of far out foam for a fun fantasy. Just pour one capful under the force of your taps. Carefully made in Great Britain. Carefully. So, that is the origin of Space Freaks, as was asked, and the origin of the yeah. online That's, that's the truly the, yeah, that's the origin right there. there it is. Uh, this, this time, um, we had a couple, we will do, we'll do the next one next time, but uh, <laughs> uh, Jared, who, uh, he uh, get, sent me a text message this morning that he had found these stickers from Taiwan, from Return of the Jedi, and one happened to have a B-Wing in there. It's actually upside down in the, in the sticker package, uh, kind of in action, but uh, it's, it's, <laughs> the logo just says Happy Stickers. It's got a bunny and it looks like Bambi and uh, another deer. And they're chasing after a little beach ball or something like that. But uh, if you look at it from afar, it looks like it says Happy Steokers. C, C is not really clear to see. Is that but, your middle uh, name, Steve? No, no, it's Beokers. Sorry. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but that's, <laughs> it's got some great colors. Jabba does not have a tail and he's kind of crimped over on his side. I'm not really sure. He's probably, it looks like he had some. Repos actually, <laughs> but uh, it's got some really funky colors, and uh, it's got Aquar in there, which is another thing I, I had to have. But uh, so we'll, we'll, this is cool, Steve. We can actually pass it around to our audience. Yeah, yeah. So you get to hold an unloved item in your hand as we look at it. Uh, Vader's got a purple cape. Yep. Aquar's got an orange jumpsuit. Lando's got hot pink skin. Cats and dogs playing together. Yes. Um, <laughs> but so, so we're doing, the, you know, we're really off the fly here, Steve. Yeah. What about a nugget from uh, the archives, Steve? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. What do we... Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget 
from the archive. You want to talk about the Steve Nugget from the archive? Are you not okay to talk about that? We can talk about it. Brock, is it okay to talk about Steve's Nugget from the archive? The Steve's Nugget from the archive? Can we talk about what Steve picked up recently? Oh, yeah. We can? Yeah. Uh, I actually have the blessing from, from the Imperial Dignitary himself. So this is really exciting, everybody. Yeah, if I'm you right. want to see a happy collector, just look to the right of me. <laughs> or if you're listening, just listen to the guy who's not me. Right. Uh, well, yeah, a couple months ago, or actually a couple of years ago, I had uh, contacted Gus about the uh, Power of the Force viewing sample from the Toy Fair catalog. Right. And, so, uh, so the Toy Fair catalog, right, was, it came out, and how do you explain it? Who can explain the Toy Fair catalog really well? So it was given away at the Toy Fair right. toy exhibitions and showed pictures of the toys. Right. And usually the toys were prototypes because they hadn't actually... You know, gone to production, right? Right, and they're hand, hand done mockups. And these catalogs are highly sought after by collectors, and they've got all these cool images of things you don't normally see. Right. And the Power of the Force one is really well known because yes. it shows the unproduced items. Right. And, Along um, with all, all the regular stuff. And in right. now, that regular stuff is a viewing pilot. But it's and not a regular viewing pilot. It's not a regular viewing pilot. Um, it's, uh, it's hand glued onto a uh, Power of the Force proof card. And, Wait, uh, that's a proof card? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. You just showed me the picture on your phone, and you're like, "Look at this." You might, like, might have been a little hazy too. <laughs> yeah, it might have been a little, a little pesties. But, but hey, uh, and I was super, super excited when I, a couple months ago he, he said, "You know, I know you really are interested in this," and uh, I couldn't believe uh, that it would actually happen. But uh, now it's it's in the B wing, it's laying flat, and uh, I'm super stoked. I can be more excited. Wait, see, what if you named your collection the Bjornest Wing? You can find out, oh, maybe. All right? <laughs> that way people would remember your name if you named your collection after your middle name. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I up or down vote, everybody. The, she called it the B-Wing or the Purna Wing? <laughs> How do you say it again? <laughs> I think I want to just stick with the alternate. I, I like okay. that. That sounds nice. <laughs> the Purna Wing. Yeah. Okay. That's, and then, uh, that's Finnish, right? I know, no. Icelandic. 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 Yeah. I apologize to all the Scandinavians. I, yeah, we gotta hit that Nordic panel. It's the last one. Yeah. I'm, I'll be there. I'm actually gonna be on airplanes. Ah, oh, you are. That's right. It's the first one I've ever had to leave early, but uh, I teach on Monday. And the one thing you can't do as a college professor is miss the first day because it's when you hand out syllabi, it's when your students get to know you. I'm in charge of like this freshman orientation class. Yeah. So they'll show up and be like, great. You deal with all the troublemakers. Nobody cares about me. <laughs> I gotta go home to mommy. So. I, I wound up having to change my ticket. Uh, well, I will uh, I'll report on it for you. Awesome. Sounds good. So what should we do now, Steve? Should we uh, turn the microphones around? If we got time, how much time have we got? Uh, 25 minutes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So who would like to talk about something cool or interesting they picked up or they saw at the convention? Come on. All right. How about Jason? How, okay. So so I saw you talking to Graham. So there's this cool moment. at the, you want, Can you talk about the proof cards? All right. Come on, come on up, Jason. Down. Yeah. So, one of my favorite moments at the room sales was seeing two focus collectors with the same character haggling over proofs. So, Graham brought, like, what? He brought, what, four was it? No, actually, he brought an uh, Empire 21 back. Wait, 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 he brought what? Empire 21 back, uh, Empire 45 back, and a Revenge Proof, no, Revenge Proof, and Return of the Jedi 65A back. Right. And well, well, he also had, like, a trilogue? Was that just a card back? He had two different trilogue card backs, and uh, one of them, really nice condition. It seemed like the, the collector at the time had, you know, very nicely cut the bubble off the card and just, you know, displayed the card back. And the second one, not as nice condition, but on the back, and actually James Gallup pointed this out to me, is a white assortment sticker. Now, personally speaking, I've never seen that before, and I went back to Graham, like, have you ever seen this? We're not sure. What we're kind of thinking of is probably wherever they were to uh, send to retail in the different countries that they were just, you know, storm sticker on the card back and, you know, on the shelf. Right. So we were thinking of the time. So then, how did you feel seeing all those? Did you have any of those? Did you have none of those? What, what was it like? Um, to be honest, very, very giddy. Yeah. I think, I mean, basically, I've owned some of those before, but in circumstances, sold them, and of course, I wanted them back. Uh, personally speaking, I would have just loved to you know, take a big wad of cash and throw it down and walk away with them. <laughs> Unfortunately, did not work it that way. Work out that way. Right. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was cool. Like there was even a uh, chewy thing I never, I didn't have, but I didn't have any cash. But another Chewbacca collector got us. So that's good. But so did you wind up walking away with him? 
Yes, I actually walked away with the Revenge Proof and the uh, Return of the Jedi, excuse me, the uh, Empire Strikes Back 21 back and the 45 back went to Jeff from Jeff's Museum. All right. Nice. Went to his massive collection, <laughs> kind of, you know, somewhere in there. And uh, the Return of the Jedi, I'm not sure if he had grabbed sold that or not. Right. Yeah, that, that was a nice piece, but I think... I think people still aren't used to the new high prices for Return of the Jedi proofs. Mm. Is that right? Yes, Derek? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, cool. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Thank you very much. Okay, so, uh, so Andy's bringing up the point here that uh, there was talk about Chewbacca's family being at, uh, at, at Celebration. And now, of course, Chewbacca and his wife cut my hair. We love Chewbacca's family. Um, but, uh, so, there, there are in existence uh, mock-up toys that never made it to production from the holiday special, and there are Chewbacca, Lumpy, Itchy, and Mala, um, which are three of the most underrated characters in the Star Wars universe. Uh, but anyways, uh, so, and these are just beautiful, and they belong to a very well-known couple who has, you know, an amazing collection of prototypes, and so there's this, like... Young looking dude, yeah, and uh, and he just had them. And uh, actually, if you went to the prop panel today, uh, they they actually talked to him because he made a massive, massive find of all of the like kooky outfits from the holiday special. Really? So like, whenever like the perverted old Wookiee is staring at the dancers, like he has those <laughs> dancers, and whenever the perverted young Wookiee is watching the little like uh, carnival guys. He has those things. He has Art Carney's clothes. Huh. He has B. Arthur, not B. Arthur. Whoever was doing the uh, the cooking. Who did the cooking show? Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. That's right. Yep. So he had all of these real items, and as far as anyone can tell, they were real. But then he also said he had these these prototype uh, of Chewbacca's family. I never even actually got to look at them. Uh, I talked around, and people who seemed to know seemed to think it was unlikely. Right. But it's one of those stranger things have happened Yeah, yeah. kind of things. Well, so. it's like last time there was that crazy display that the, the random guy in the audience That's brought. right. Uh, it, that's what it kind of reminded me of. I didn't, didn't know what happened. But the, What do you mean you don't know what happened? Well, I mean, with, I'm talking about the Chewbacca's this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can't with that no, no, show, Steve. No, no. no, no. <laughs> about the Chewbacca's this go We got a few of us to do it. Hi, I'm Andy Anderson. Hi, um, Andy Anderson. Hi. Wampa hey, Wampa, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> wampa wampa. So I arrived on uh, Wednesday about noon. Uh, had a little, little too much to drink. Uh, went to the room, slept it off, woke up again before round two. Uh, Joe knocks on the door, Joe Iglesias, as you all know, the bootleg king. That's right. And uh, showed me something I'd never seen before, the uh, Resonators. And if you haven't heard of a Resonator, apparently they were late 80s, early 90s, bootleg resin poor quality figures and it had the Java Dancer, the rather large one, uh, Gargan. Gargan. And so apparently this line included all the unproduced uh, figures like Slave Leia, Ceremonial Luke, Gargan, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncle Owen. Uh, help me out, Trevor. Oh, uh, oh I thought it was a Y-Wing pilot. B-Wing. Oh. Is it B-Wing uh, Pilot? Oh. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Going to the... Uh, oh, it's not vintage. I don't want it. <laughs> so I had to pick up the Gargan. Never even heard of it before. I had to have it, so I got it. And then at the room sales, I'm sitting there, uh, and I hear the word resonator. And I look up, and uh, David Gall has a box full of resonators. And one of them is carded. And I had a real cool header card. It says resonator with a little space scene. So I got the Uncle Owen to go along with the Gargan. So, nice. So something I never knew existed, never heard of before. I got two of them within two days, and so it's kind of a cool, kind of a cool find, you know, like bootlegs. So. Yeah, pretty cool. neat. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things about celebration because there's so much information you just get pelted with. Yeah, and that happened a lot where you'd be like, I've never heard of that before. I yes, I would like one. <laughs> I now have one. May I have another? <laughs> you know, I should probably complete the set. So like, you start you know, like that happened with. Um, with a Ron's great bootleg panel from a couple years ago, he showed the the belt that says "Let the Force Be With You." Oh right, right. And the second I saw it, I'm you know I'm crazy about language. Actually, someone asked me at the party, like, "Why do you always talk about language?" <laughs> but uh, I saw the "Let the Force Be With You" belt buckle, and I was like, "That is absolutely I have to get that." Right on. And about eight hours later, I was at Todd Chamberlain's booth, and I was 
heading through got one for 20 bucks excellent that was that was just great i also love the idea that you have gargan and uncle owen <laughs> i mean presumably it gets cold real cold out on the junlin wastes you know we don't know we don't know what happens after hours you know i'm just saying if anyone wants to do like a little spin-off story you know like after on peru you know maybe it's attacked by some raiders or whatever oh yeah. man yeah yeah it could be like a total Big Moore comic book style thing, you know? <laughs> the remarriage of Uncle Owen. <laughs> Luke comes home. He's all like, ah, ah, did I call you mom? <laughs> now is as good of a time as any to integrate the room sale audio. So uh, take a listen. Unfortunately, like I said, a lot of it got erased. I don't know why. But I'm still thinking, still thinking the star tots are magnetic. So it's probably Chris Jorgulius' fault. All right, so I'm in my room here. It's a little bit past midnight. I'm here with Jeff Carell. We're getting ready to go down to the room sales. I'm packing up my stuff. Apparently, they've been going on for a couple hours. A lot of folks have been eating dinner, some Cuban food, some pretty good appetizers. I ate some that probably was a plantain. It was good. Didn't do any salsa dancing. Almost did. So uh, let's, let's head on down to the room sales. One second. I'm here with Andy Davies, who's uh, one of our, I guess, our biggest fans across the pond from England. Tell us. Uh, sorry, Andy. I don't know why they got cut off, but uh, we're really hoping to hear from you. So uh, maybe we can talk soon. I, uh, yeah. The party's about doubled since I've been here. Actually, you know what? I, I'm here with Chris Bodkins, who's the sort of. Uh, grand guru of all of the uh, giveaways, although he made the ill-advised decision to touch my shoulder. Yeah, I'm a very... Like a I do. I, I'm a very sweaty man. It's, uh, it's a familiar condition. But he's selling something here that is not vintage, but it's really cool. Can you tell us what it is, Chris? It's a uh, uncut proof sheets. Uh, it's got four, four up, I guess is what I'd say, of the uh, VHS packaging for the last VHS release from the, from the Star Wars movies. It's got marked changes I think it's more like a chromalin, but I can't call it that because they don't make them anymore. But it's it's just great because I mean, for me, like watching the videos is about as much of a memory as I have, and like that set with the the Vader and the three PO and the uh, and the Yoda, it's it's beautiful. So yeah, it's awesome. Cool, Steve. Make sure you get a picture of that. You see that? I was all like, you're, you're the audio, you're the visual, I'll be the audio. All right, walking around. So we got some stuffed R2-D2s. We got some Anakin's. We got some Duncan Jenkins. He's selling Star Wars issue. Some Chef Boyardee. Oh, a nice Star Wars by Clark's bag. So it's a, a bag for shoes. I feel like Huel Hauser. Center button? Yep. Okay. All right, I'm mending my half-assed booth. I'm going to pass the microphone off to Stephen B. De hey, Steve, remember that today? We were walking down the, the convention hall, Steve, and what did someone scream at us? Stephen B. Danley. I was just... No, not just that. They said Stephen B. Danley. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was had the right pronunciation. Right pronunciation. So. so whoever you were, email us in, because that was cool. All right, here's Steve. All right. Who knows what Steve recorded? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he could have been out there. He could have tracked down Sansweet. I mean, George Lucas was in there. He could have been talking to him. Or, or he could have been playing handball with Seth Green. Uh, who knows what happened? You know who's not going to know is us. Because those dang magnetic star dots. Uh, nonetheless, here's what remains of the lost Stephen B. Danley room sale tapes. So our favorite Swede has quite a nice setup. We got some proof cards, some uh, artwork for the Power of the Force logo, and some other random stuff, which I'm not quite sure what it is, but uh, I'll have to ask him here. So we have a piece of art here, and I'm, I'm curious what, what this is. It looks like Leia. Well, this is a fan, fan magazine from Sweden in from 1987 in all hand-drawn uh, Xerox magazine kind of thing. It was this guy was a big fan and made a fan sign and he, he wrote everything and he drew everything. 
Oh, that's awesome. Looks like something you'd see in like a, a college town that they would put out, like a college newspaper. Exactly. Exactly like one of those uh, staple machine-ridden all kind of thing. It's, it's amazing. And what, what would be the value of something like this? Well, I have, I'm only aware of like 10 of these and this number is the only duplicate I've ever seen. So this is the only one. Priceless. Of the, priceless. <laughs> but you can't take much from it, so it's, it's difficult. Okay. Excellent. Now down here at uh, the the Bickmore Suite, he's got some pretty crazy cool Japanese stuff. What what's this uh, this little like weird ticket looking thing with Vader on it? Um, this is an original movie ticket from Japan. They, instead of like getting a little small ticket like we do in America that just has the text on it, they gave out like three inch by two inch tickets that have the full movie poster photos on it, and the bottom part separates and. It's quite fascinating because the prices vary from city to city, and then there's a youth version. The colors are in green, red, and black. I'm driving Duncan Jenkins crazy with all the variants that we're finding out. He's like, ah, oh, no, no, no more, no more. I'm like, sorry. But, and then they did for all the tickets, all the movies out there. They still make these tickets to this day, which is just makes them really collectible. That's awesome. Thank you. And you're also selling some Rosen Center carpet. How much is that? The Rosen Center carpet has its own tag priced out at $10. Um, if you wish to purchase, I'll cut out a little sliver of it for you. We'll work it out. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. And uh, that's it. So uh, let's get back to our live recorded in front of a studio audience. Kivecast Vintage Pod Celebration 6 Part 2. It just in a daze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, been a, it's been pretty exciting. I'd say the start dots have been, have been well received. It seems uh, like it, yeah. The crowd has been more polite than they were in the past. Really? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's they, good. they don't get up, you know, halfway through and try and get stuff. Try and get their stuff. Yeah. You hear a little bit less of like, oh, I had to sit through this terrible thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I almost learned something. Oh, <laughs> these guys are jerks. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think I think it's okay. If, let's uh, see. This is going to make... Most of our audience very happy. Okay. Do you know what the baseball update is? Oh. There's no baseball update. There's nothing. We don't have internet here. No. Nope. I haven't looked at the scores in like five days. Me either. But all the way of celebration, <laughs> space freaks, you don't have to hear us talk about baseball. Never. Ever. <laughs> at all. Not even cricket. Not even cricket. No. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's... Uh, Let's, how about this? How about, I say wampa wampa, they say wampa wampa, you say adios, they say adios. That'd be cool, right? Alright, sounds good. Alright. Wampa wampa! Adios! This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars, all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.